Welcome to the latest episode of the Savings Guru podcast. I'm delighted today to be joined by Jem I, who's a co-founder of Kickstart and, and Beanstalk app. Welcome to the show, Jem. Thanks for having me, James. It's uh, good to be on. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Perhaps you can kick us off and tell us a little bit about your background and how you've come to be involved in founding Beanstalk. Yeah, sure. So I started off my career with Capital One, uh, helping to grow their their UK business through the early 2000s. Uh, then about 10 years ago, co-founded Kidstart, um, which helps families, you know, parents and grandparents save money for their children when shopping at partner retailers. And kind of through Kidstart, really saw that there was an opportunity to, to help families do something a little bit more meaningful uh, in terms of saving for their kids. So uh, started working on on our own Junior ISA product, which we uh, finally got launched in March of this year. Lovely. Tell us a bit more then about, about how the app works uh, and why you've focused on children's savings particularly. Yeah, sure. Well, so the, the, the focus on children's savings is, is really because of our background with Kidstart. Kidstart was a pretty simple idea. Parents join, they shop at partner retailers, they get a little bit of money back, which we use to top up um, the child savings account. Could be any account the parent nominates. I like to say we've been fairly up close and personal with, with the children's savings providers for the last decade. And we got to know the market and the products quite well uh, and kind of really realized that there was an opportunity to, to try and do something that helped families save for their kids' future in a better way, uh, in a way that really... Uh, utilized some of the techniques that you can do through digital, through online, through apps that really make things engaging and helpful for parents rather than complicated and, and, and tricky. So why children's savings? You know, really, because it's what we knew best through Kidstart. Why Beanstalk? What is Beanstalk? Um, it's an app. Uh, parents register themselves on the app. They can then register their children. They can register multiple children if they have it. Um, and apply for stocks and shares junior ISA through the app. We give them a simple choice between two funds, uh, Fidelity Global Equity Tracker and a, a legal and general cash fund. And then we give them a bunch of tools in which they can use to, to top up those accounts, such as roundups, uh, using Kidstart as a tool or inviting friends and family. And quite uniquely, we've made it so that the parents don't need to commit to a regular monthly contribution in order to open the account. They can set one up if they wish. They can vary the amounts of it if they wish, but but we don't we don't force them to uh, to set up a regular direct debit contribution when opening the account. Which which, on our understanding, was was a major barrier for many families when it comes to opening a child's uh, investment account. I was going to say actually that is pretty unique because most of the most of the sort of services there do make you commit um, either to a large lump sum or to a regular contribution, even if those contributions aren't. Um, necessarily particularly large but they do force you to make a, a sort of constant thing yeah. that, that's quite u- unique did you get fairly strong feedback that that was a barrier to some of the other apps in the market and other services available yeah at the very beginning of this project when we first started you know looking at what were some of the the pain points that the parents and families had when it come to saving for their children we've done you know countless surveys a few focus groups lots and lots of conversations with parents you know we we really tried to work out what it was that was preventing families from um from from doing some of this stuff and often it would come up you know being on an 18 year commitment to put in a regular sum every month you know that would be something that would often be brought up as a potential barrier 
when it came to uh, thinking about investment accounts for families. You mentioned obviously it's um, it's done for a junior ISO and, the, and you've got the, the the choice of funds there. One of the things I really like is the fact that you can decide how much is invested in the equity element and how much is in in cash. So I'm I'm really interested though why you've chosen the cash fund option though rather than the rather than the cash savings account. What what was the, the sort of thinking and the idea behind that? To be perfectly frank, uh, in you know. Either we'll need to be a bank and have a banking license in order to, to take cash and pay interest on it, or we would have had to have partnered with a bank in order to craft a bank account that would that would pay a rate of interest for, for that side of the pot. So the, the, the kind of easiest and simplest thing for us was to offer the something that you know em, emulates and mirrors the returns of keeping money as cash via a cash fund that they can buy units in through the, through the investment platform. So it was a, a choice of convenience, largely. It may be something that we look at in the future. The way that we've set the, the slider up is you can obviously choose in increments of 10%, whether you want 50-50 between the shares fund and the cash fund, 60-40, you know, 80-20, 90-10. But we won't allow the parent to go more than 80% into the cash fund. Um, our view on that is that, you know, Beanstalk isn't the right product for you. If you wanted something that was kept 100% in the cash fund, you may as well go and open a bank account or a cash juniorizer for your for your child at that point. So we're trying to trying to do the right things by, by by the users, but it is something that we may think of down the line in terms of bringing in a cash bank account element, um, whether we have to build that ourselves or, or partner with someone, maybe on the line. You mentioned earlier that uh, that you kind of launched in in February, obviously just before COVID hit. How has that impacted your your plans and your or your launch? How, have you had to make any changes to to, yeah. to counter that? Yes. Um, so we were, app app was kind of released into the wild, as it were, uh, in in mid February. Uh, after some kind of uh, kind of close internal testing uh, with staff friends and family we'd had a a you know significant from our perspective uh, pr and marketing launch lined up to go live in the middle of march and when it became clear that the only thing that was going to be on the news cycle for the next god knows how long uh, was going to be the coronavirus we had to change our plans pretty quickly but I can't say that was a bad thing. Uh, we took the time instead to uh, put Beanstalk out in front of existing Kidstar members more. We did tweak and hone down um, a couple of the journeys and a, and a couple of the words and a couple of the communications just to make it a little bit clearer, fixed a couple of minor bugs that, that, that cropped up along the way. So um, really used the time as a bit more of an extended beta test, putting Beanstalk in front of Kidstar members. We are now starting to obviously put up a PR launch just recently in uh, for Beanstalk. And we are we are starting now to do some external marketing. But yeah, we had to change the plans just to reflect the reality of what was going on. You're obviously quite new into the into your journey. And I appreciate there's always some sensitivity around commercials at, um, you know, in the early stages, particularly. Uh, but are you able to give us a sense of of how it's going so far for you, please, with with your progress so far? Yeah, I mean, we, we've been very pleased with, with the take-up so far. It, it, we're, we're slightly preaching to the choir because we've been putting it in front of existing Kissart members who many of them know and love us. So it's been a good response from them. We're very encouraged by the feedback that we've got. We can obviously see how, how our users are actually using the app. 
exploring the tools that we put in front of them, you know, such as the roundups feature, um, sort of, such as inviting grandparents and, and other family members to contribute. So all of the data points and all the feedback that we've seen so far, it's kind of encouraging us that we've, we think we've diagnosed what the problem was. Um, that was preventing families from going up and, and, and setting up investment accounts for their kids. We think we've got something that's that's uh, meeting those problems and solving them, and we're, we're, we're pretty encouraged by the results so far. Still, as you said, a long way to go. It's early days, but been encouraging so far. One of the, the features is that you can invite the, the, the family members to contribute. Uh, it's not reliant on one particular family member to set it up and take responsibility and uh, and run for it. What, what's been the engagement from from family members? And uh, one of the things we've seen in the savings market, sometimes there's a reluctance for um, older savers to use digital channels. Have you experienced some, some of that too? Yes. And we know a lot about this in terms of the, our experience with Kidstart. Um, you know, Kidstart's always had an invite functionality built into it. And we learned a lot about how you get that get that working and get that right when and we applied those lessons to, to Beanstalk as well. You know, there will always be, James, you know, a, a certain percentage of, of, of the UK population probably getting worse as you get older who are averse to anything done digitally or online or, or on apps. You know, I, I could hold, hold my own mother out as an example who completely doesn't understand and therefore doesn't trust those uh, things that are done online. All that we can do is do as good a job as possible to allow parents who want to invite grandparents who are moderately okay with using a smartphone. Uh, I, I think that, I think we're seeing more and more older people these days, especially with uh, with lockdown, getting more familiar using their smartphones for communicating, for doing things like FaceTime and WhatsApp. That I think, yes, it's a problem. I. I think it's a problem that we know how to, to, to work around pretty well. We won't win everyone over, um, but, but our experience is many grandparents do want to help uh, save for their grandchildren's future. Um, and they do want to do it in a, if you feel like, a, a ring-fenced way where, you know, the parents don't get their hands on it. It is something that's in the name of the child and it's locked away for the child when it's 18. You know the way that the, the junior ISA structure allows for that really well, um, and the the messaging feature that we've got within Beanstalk allows for grandparents to attach little messages to their top ups that they make, so that they can celebrate things like birthdays, uh, Christmas, or, or or other special events. So, yes, it's it. There'll always be some, um, but uh, but I think we can see the older people beginning to embrace technology a little bit more as time goes on. I think what's been really interesting through through the COVID is is the progression that's been been made in some some areas that the kind of forced behavior if you like uh you you mentioned your mum there i mean i have sympathy with my mum who never used online banking pre pre covid and and funny enough i'd set her up a couple of weeks before and now she's not just watching transactions but making payments and uh, and fully on top of it i think i think uh it's going to be interesting to see whether adoption improves as with this forced kind of behavior in into it when actually people realize that some of the stuff isn't as scary as it seems and it's actually really simple oh things like being able to yeah yeah take a picture of a check and pay it in oh um 
rather than having to visit a branch. Yeah, I think people will, even the older tech-averse members of society, some of them will, will see the convenience of doing some of these things through apps and through online because it's now becoming so inconvenient um, to have to do anything uh, in branch, it, you know, you might as well forget it. Um, and even if you do go in branch, often what what you're doing is you're sitting in front of someone who's just got access to it to an internet connection, who's doing what you could have done at home uh, with a laptop or, or with a phone as well. So I, I think the, the penny is dropping increasingly for uh, for the older generations. Yeah, there's been a large number of, of financial apps come to the market aimed at children. Obviously, there's been the likes of of Offspring, Go Henry's a popular one. Revolut have got in on the act with Revolut Junior. Where, where do you see Beanstalk sitting alongside those? And and do you think we're going to see more people come into that that space, or do you think we're starting to see the the needs catered for there? It's definitely an interesting, exciting. Uh, ecosphere to be a part of. I do think startups uh, are better placed to to build kind of family centric propositions as opposed to the incumbent uh, banks and uh, and financial institutions. You know, the, the the traditional bank will tend to think of you as an individual and you have an account with them, and it's very much a a one to one relationship. You know, you and your account. Companies like Beanstalk, Kidstart, um, and, and the others that you've mentioned, they, I think, have, have cracked how to think about the family as, as more of a, a, a unit. And so it's the you know one to many, but that many have a common goal. Now, in our case, the, the common goal is to help that family build a pot of money that you can give to that kid when they turn 18. For other, other companies, obviously, it's around financial education, you know, literacy, budgeting, you know, that pocket money stuff. I think there's, we all have a role to play in helping families become more resilient when it comes to their their finances, um, and helping children um, kind of really have a have a better and more confident, secure future in in life. So yeah, it's it's an interesting sphere to be a part of. I'm proud of what we're doing with uh, with Beanstalk. I think there will be more in this space uh, in, in the future. Do you think we might see some of the big four uh, or some of the bigger banks? eyeing up this the sector I, I agree with what you said i think um s- small startups and fintechs uh, deliver on this stuff much better than than the big banks do you think there might be a case of of some of them sitting there watching how things play out and then uh, you perhaps coming in and, and trying to pick off some of them for for their own customer base who knows i i wouldn't be surprised if if they were looking at what was going on in this space clearly some of the innovation that's going on you know, the likes of what we're doing or what others are doing here is not something that's very easily replicatable by them. So they may well be doing that. Um, I, I don't really tend to spend a lot of my time thinking about what they're doing. Um, often I think about what they're doing as, a, as an example of what not to do. So uh, <laughs> our, our focus is purely quite ruthlessly looking at how we can make it easier to help families save for their kids' future and... Uh, We'll see what happens. Talking about futures, um, what what are your plans for Beanstalk for the future? Where where do you want to get it to? What what do you want to to achieve? Yep. What does what does the future look like for for you? Well, so the you know, immediate future is we continue growing the customer base. Um, in terms of how we develop the app and the product, the next thing we'll likely look at is is, is maybe trying to to broaden the range of funds that are on offer. Maybe looking to bring in the the choice of ethical funds or or you know other ways, 
but while still finding a way to keep it really simple and not having this problem of choice paralysis, we'll probably look at uh, alternative ways in which we can take payments into Beanstalk. So maybe taking card payments, things like gifting uh, for birthdays and uh, and special events to allowing people to put money into the account in, in, a, in, in faster and easier ways. Yeah, maybe fun choice and uh, payments will be the next thing to look at for us. You use the word paralysis there in, in terms of the fun choice. Is is that the reason why you you've kept it really simple and gone with the two fund options at the at the start? So yeah, avoid that thing with your know, parents maybe looking and going, well, yeah, that's too complex. So let's not let's not do anything at all. Yeah, ab- absolutely. I mean, you know, it, you can you can just imagine if you're you know signing up to. To open an ISA or a Stocks and Shares JISA on, on one of the other investment platforms, they, they tend to be aimed at a more sophisticated investor. You'll have to make a fun choice, you know, and, and, the, and the, the, the choice at that point is just too complicated for most people. And I would certainly hold my hands up at that point and say, I think I may be not sure what the next step is to do. So we, we very much said, let's keep it simple. We'll give people the choice between a, a global equity fund and a cash fund, and they can they can slide in increments between what they want there. We may look to find ways in which we can bring in other funds on that, but the first thing in our minds will always be, how do we keep this simple? How do we avoid people uh, uh, from from getting confused and worried that they might be making a bad call? Yeah, it's really interesting. That's a really fascinating behavioral insight there, isn't it? That, that uh how we behave as humans sometimes when, when things look too complex we just just it's, it's sometimes easier feels easier to do nothing it's that kind of fear of getting it wrong um yeah means means almost better to make no decision than than to you know to make a proactive decision and hope that it'd be positive yeah yeah and almost certainly that the right thing to do over you know an 18 year time horizon is better to do something rather than nothing and so, you know, our goal is just to make it as easy as possible to, to get parents to start and kind of go back to why we say that there's, there's no, we don't require them to make a, a regular monthly ongoing commitment because we think that's another barrier for parents, especially at a time when, they, when they've just had a child potentially and they, they might be worried about all the expenses. Do you want to commit to an 18-year an regular monthly contribution? Maybe, maybe not. So, so the, everything that we've thought, every bit of the process for Beanstalk, we've designed it with that in mind. And how do we allow more families to feel confident enough to take that first step and, and do something positive for their kids' future? And that's what we'll continue to do. Jim, one of the things that uh, nobody escapes on the show is, is uh, the question of, if you were the chancellor for the day, what, what's the change that you would make to benefit savers? Yeah, I thought about this one because I know you ask all of your guests, James, and I'm probably going to give you an answer that will make you scratch your head. Okay, but but I like that sound. But it but it's an answer that that, that obviously from from where we're coming from, savings and inf- investments. You know, the, the two words get conflated and and used interchangeably, but but they are very different things. And obviously, having just launched our own investment. Um, platform through Beanstalk, uh, you know, it's a very heavily regulated uh, market, and rightly so. And so, if you're introducing an investment account, you've got to talk about the fact that capital is a risk, the future isn't a guide to the past, isn't a guide to the future, you know, and all and all that kind of risk warnings um, that 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 you, that you must talk about when it comes to investments. Now, if I was a chancellor, I would say that you have to give similar risk warnings to savers. 
who are keeping their money in low interest cash bank accounts along the lines of, you know, beware the interest rate on offer with this account may not keep up with inflation and the value of your savings may be eroded over time. Because I think too many people are too risk averse when it comes to thinking about investing for the future. And I think one of the reasons they're too risk averse is when they look at the products out there, quite rightly, they have to have these heavily worded risk warnings attached to them. And so they assume, therefore, that the safe bet is to go and keep money for the long term in a low interest paying uh, bank account. And that may not be the right thing for some families to do for some of the cash that they have available to save and invest. So I would, as the chancellor, I would tell savers that uh, that inflation could erode their balances over time. And I would I'd hope that people would think about how they split their cash between what they want to keep as savings and what they want to keep and uh, uh, invest um, for the long term. It's a really interesting answer. I think that's probably the... Um, the most unusual answer I've had to that that question right. so so far, but but it's a it's a really interesting point, isn't it? Because uh, you're you're absolutely right. I quite often get approached by journalists for comment on what's happening in the market, and uh, and often there's there's always interest around when the inflation statistics come come out. But um, my response is that I, I don't really think savers care. They don't they don't really equate. Uh, that that you know, I think there are some what I call more sophisticated and and more interested who who do, but I think they're in the minority. I think the vast majority of of savers just look at the, the you know the rate outright or what what's in their account and and have no idea yeah. in terms of whether inflation is eroding that or or whether they're actually getting a positive relative return. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I can give you kind of a brief anecdote of one of the uh, one of the parents that we spoke to when we were doing a focus group right at the very start of this project. And this woman was a, was a mother. She had two young children. She was an accountant by trade. So she should be in this financially literate group that, that we hear so much about. And uh, we spoke to her about, does she uh, save for her kid's future? And she said that she had a, a, a cash junior ISA for the child. Uh, and she said, have you considered, you know, something that was be invested in stocks and shares? And, you know, she looked like she was going to throw up, you know, she said, oh, definitely not, you know, so risk averse. And then we said, OK, do you have a pension? So, yeah, of course. And, uh, well, is that kept in a, in a cash bank account? And of course not. It's, in, it's invested. Well, why is it invested? Because I'm not retiring for another 18 years. And then the penny dropped. Oh, yeah. so, OK, so for the long term future, if it's your pension, of course, it's going to be invested. You wouldn't keep it in, in cash. And, and and as soon as that penny dropped, keeping things in cash because I'm so risk averse uh, might not be the right thing to think about when it comes for what do you want to do for the 18-year horizon for your child's future. And so that's the mindset, I think, that if we can if we can help crack, and it seems like we're, we're getting there a little bit with Beanstalk, we may be able to, to do something meaningful for to help families in the UK. I think it's really interesting whether the whether you, whether you will will crack that and i'd be i'd be interested and intrigued to watch your your progress and how you fare with with that i hope it's something that you you do uh, i mean we've we've obviously we've seen huge changes in the savings market i think yeah, particularly over the past decade what what do you think uh we, we've got to come in the next few few years is there anything that you see coming down the track in the savings space it's a difficult one i i think we're still going to be in a low interest rate environment for, for the foreseeable future. I look at my, my, the elder of my, of my two kids, uh, just kind of uh, going back to university. 
and the way that he thinks about uh, money, saving and investments. And, and I do think that we will start to see a younger generation that will think about that conundrum between savings and investments in, in a fundamentally different way than their parents ever did. Um, and I think that they will be more open. You know, can you imagine living, you know, for, for a decade in, a, in, an, in an ultra low interest rate environment? You've never been a saver. You know, you've never understood the, what it's meant to save money and have that money accumulate interest. It's just been a repository of, 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 of it's been a pot where that money has been sitting until it's been spent. So I, I, I think, you know, if we're going to be in an extended period of, of ultra low interest rates environments with with youngsters coming out into the workforce who've, who've never, um, never effectively earned uh, any significant amount of interest through saving, then I think we're going to see a lot more a lot more people turn to investing, um, and then the cash element is really just there, uh, you know, resting until it's saved or invested. That that's a conundrum that many savings providers are, are kind of wrestling with is is whether we are going to see that change of of behaviour um, uh, as the as the younger generations you know replace the older generations. Whether we will see that that shift and 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 how that will will play out and uh there's some really interesting approaches to to managing that in the market and and i think it's going to be fascinating to see what um what future generations behave like as they as they get older yeah i think it will be different it's safe to say yeah jim it's been a absolute pleasure to to talk to you uh, today um it's been really interesting to find out more about the the app where can uh, where can listeners uh, find out more for them for themselves? You can go to www.beanstalkapp.co.uk um, and you can find us on the App Store and the Google Play Store under Beanstalk Save and Invest. And I've very much enjoyed talking with you, James. It's been it's been a pleasure. Well, hopefully we can uh, we perhaps get you back next year uh, and do an update and see how things are going then and, and how you've progressed. That'll be great. I'll look forward to it. Brilliant. Lovely. Thank you again, Jim. It's been great to speak to you. Thanks very much. Thank you, James. Thank you.